0: want to triangulate three passages of scripture okay um I'm getting I'm getting looked at here let's triangulate me but I want to take three p- p- portions of scripture and I want to pull them together triangulate them if you like to see something that I believe is mind-blowing in relation to what we're facing in the earth right now which is the Babylonian Leviathan system, and of course, that's very much exemplified by the COP26 that's here in Glasgow at this moment in time. It's very interesting that when all the political leaders left, all the big guns of commerce came in, the merchants of the earth. We're going to look at that in a minute. They came in, they flew in as their puppets were flying out. Um, and you know, the, the merchants of the earth, and that word merchants in the Greek literally means tycoons, billionaires, big, big business guns. They are not the, uh, the top level either, but they're neither the top than the prime ministers and the presidents. These are just political puppets that are, that are used by the cabal or the elite. Um, and of course, we'd we call it Babylon or whatever. But what I want to look at tonight is how do we defeat them? Can uh, gave a great message last week um, on the real agenda of COP26 and how do we defeat them. And I believe God is releasing strategies. He's releasing uh, truth to us to show us his purpose in pulling down that which is trying to bring oppression and in many cases succeeding. You know, I put in my Facebook today, the Lord said to me recently, four words, plant them as a seed where you go, and if you can get them planted as a seed in people's minds and hearts, it'll, it'll cause them to think. And that, those four words of depopulation is the agenda. And that just, in four words, sums up everything that's going on. What's really going on? Um, and there was a bit of a tragedy uh, this, today when I put that on Facebook, one of my A friend of ours and a student in the Bible College, a really lovely girl, Um, she contacted me. She is presently in the Queen Elizabeth with a heavy dose of COVID. Her mum's in the Royal, her dad just died of it. And her uncle, they don't reckon he's got long to live. Four members of the family with COVID. And she said, you're right, depopulation, what you said, you know? So the virus, it's just a means of trying to kill us off, but the vaccine is the the the, the virus is the reason, or the, sorry, the vaccine is the reason for the virus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So let's not pretend and scripture covers it. So the three portions of scripture, this first one covers it. And I just hope we manage to rattle through it. If not, I can carry on um, to another message or another meeting. But Revelation 18. These are all going to be well. They should be familiar to us. Revelation 18, but there are three places I want us to look at in Scripture that are speaking of the same if you like, period of time. And this one here is the event. This one here is the the big event that I believe is going to come uh, on planet Earth uh, very soon. And some people believe that this has already happened. Some people believe that, it's, it's, that you could say that it's a cyclical thing and it happens every so often. It's called the fall of Babylon. The Bible speaks about Babylon falling. We'll, read, we'll just read it. It's chapter 18 of Revelation. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great has fallen, is fallen. Just to very quickly say, Babylon is God's name for the system we would call globalism or the Cabal or the New World Order, all of that. Uh, Babylon is one name, Leviathan is another. There are many names in scripture for it. But Babylon is the main name because it reminds us of that ancient Tower of Babel, which I think Cam referred to last week, and the subsequent city of Babylon which was uh, the first empire in Daniel's image and represents that which is opposed to God. Okay, Babylon was on the the plain of Sinai and of course it fell. Babylon the Great has fallen, has fallen and has become the habitation of devil. So historical Babylon fell, but this is speaking about a last days Babylon system. Financial, political, and you could say religious or spiritual. It's become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hated bird. In other words, it's horrible. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are wax-rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Who's just been to Glasgow? The kings of the earth who's, I think, still in Glasgow, the merchants. So these guys go together because the merchants of the earth, the the tycoons, and I'll I'll name some of them, Bill Gates, Bezos, all these guys, they run the show and the politicians, the so-called kings, they do their bidding. Amen? We know all this. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, you know, we need to hear another voice from heaven. We hear the voice of Facebook, we hear the voice of social media, of the media, of of all kinds of people speaking, chattering on the earth, but we need to hear from heaven. And this voice from heaven said, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Now, I preached this quite a lot in the run-up to Brexit, because I said that we need to get out of EU Babylon, because plagues are coming. And, oh boy, have they come. Amen. So, and the reason is because judgment is coming to Babylon. And I think the fact that we dragged our heels coming out of EU, the EU, is the reason why the plagues have hit us too. I'm going to say this to you. God's purpose for Britain is to be a holy nation set apart from the Babylonian order. And that's Scotland, England, Wales, and and also Ireland. And I'm not just saying Northern Ireland. I believe the whole of Ireland. Yeah. Amen. To be set apart. For her sins have reached unto heaven. God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you. And double unto her double according to her works. and the cup which she hath filled. Filled to the double. Filled to her double. You know, when Babylon falls. A lot of Christians will be getting food parcels together. Uh, Organising aid. Oh, let's pray for Babylon, poor old Babylon but the Bible says no no, double it up so when you see it happening Lord release more, double it is the biblical response but you've got all these goody two shoes um, woke Christians and by the way we're not just talking about um, a whole bunch of freaks we're talking about some of the folks that we know am I right? We'll all be, oh, what can we do? How can we pray? Just like they're all gathering together right now, how can we pray that the COP26 will be a success? Oh Lord, uh, give wisdom to these uh, dear ones at the COP to make wise decisions. Decisions, folks, which are the depopulation agenda. Give them wisdom, Lord. Give them wisdom how to kill us more efficiently. Think about it. No, it says reward her even as she rewarded you. Pile in, is what the Lord is saying in Glaswegiana, okay? How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. You know we're supposed to give torment and sorrow to Babylon, not tea, sympathy and biscuits. (laughs) Give her torment, for she says in her heart, I sit a queen and I'm no widow and shall see no sorrow. That reminds me of a certain political leader in Scotland right now. I'm the queen. I do what I want. I'll not see any sorrow. Amen? You see that spirit manifest in our political leaders. You see the arrogance of them. And by the way, I know it's talked here about... But because Babylon is feminized here as a queen. But you see that spirit in other world leaders that aren't women. Am I right? You know, I'm the boss. I'll, you do what I say. The arrogance of these people. Remember that these people are elected to serve, not elected to uh, have domination. How much she has glorified herself. uh, 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 Verse 8, therefore shall her plagues come in one day. That's why I'm talking about an event. I don't believe this one day is some kind of symbolic time period. It's a day. In other words, God says this system will hit the wall one day. Her plagues will come in one day death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. God is judging the system that's trying to oppress you and I right now, folks. That's the good news. It might not seem it, but you know, God is heaping up judgment. He's building it up. He's storing it up. Rather than just blast Babylon at the first opportunity, he's waiting for that day. Amen. And then he says here, and the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Now, there's, a, there's some people who believe this is going to be a literal thing and others say it's just a symbolic language. There could be a mixture of both. Amen. But it says, Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. The the, the Apostle John here is narrowing it down and saying there's a day, but in that day there's one hour, and in one hour everything that we've known, the system that we've grown up in and has been here for decades, arguably even centuries, (coughs) growing and building, I think you brought that out last week, building and growing over over a long, long period of time, incrementally building its power getting stronger and stronger until it can finally say, pull the COVID trigger. Amen? Amen. Trying wee different things, terrorism and other things, wee uh, uh, levers to pull and different things, but eventually saying, you know, this is the one. This is the silver bullet. COVID, then the the vaccine. But But the Lord says, in one hour and one day, judgment is coming to this system. And the merchants of the earth, Bill Gates, Bezos, Zuckerberg, all these characters, the ones that think they're above it all, they can't can't be touched, they can't be assailed, shall weep and mourn over her. Over what? The system that they're in charge of. For no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Amen? Isn't that glorious? No man. Buys their and I just don't think it means that people stop doing business with them. I think it means people stop buying their BS. Okay? Yeah, I said it in a message. Yeah, but no man buys their garbage anymore. The merchandise of gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet, uh thine wood, all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious woods and of brass and iron and marble, cinnamon, odour, so on and so forth. In other words, the Amazon catalogue. Am I right? You can get all this stuff on Amazon. Maybe some of us have. You know, frankincense is there. You can buy frankincense online. Can't you? CBD and all that. <laughs> eh, eh, well, CBD, but Boswellia. Boswellia is frankincense. And it says, "Oh, and the fruits that thy soul lusted after have departed from thee, all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. Hold those words in mind, because as we triangulate the three passages, you'll see what I mean. All those things that are dainty and goodly have departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. In other words, Babylon is no longer the system. The economy has changed from the Babylonian one, it's just gone. Okay? The merchants of these things. The tycoons. There's one Bible translation actually uses the word tycoons. I believe. Which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. No more flying off into space, Jeff, unless it's to fly off and not come back. You know, please use whatever fuel you have and don't come back. And take your pals with you. That's maybe what it means by they're afar off because maybe they've taken off into space. Amen? And saying, alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen, purple, scarlet, and so on. For in one hour so great riches has come to nothing, come to naught, gone. And let me just say this to you. That doesn't mean that God is going to evaporate all the gold and silver, that God is going to destroy all the houses and property, all the assets, all these things. It doesn't even mean to say that God is going to completely collapse the financial system, although that will probably happen. But the point I'm trying to say is, it probably collapse the fiat money system, which is just built on uh, computer bytes and has no silver or gold backing to it. And bear that in mind. In other words, the fiat empires that they've built up has come to nothing. Okay, the the kingdom of straw that they've built. Or paper, is just come to nothing. One hour, one hour it'll happen. And every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of a burning saying, what city is light unto this great city? And then they cast dust on their heads and said, alas, alas, and they're crying and greeting. And so, but look at verse 20. And this tells me that apostolic and prophetic ministry has something to do with this fall it says rejoice over her thou heaven and ye holy apostles and prophets for god hath avenged you on her this system is against uh, apostolic ministry apostolic it's against the church and it tells me that apostles and prophets have a part to play true ones authentic ones and a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone cast it into the sea and thus With violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, shall be found no more at all, and the voice of harpers and musicians and pipers and so on will not be found or heard at all in you. Verse 23, listen to this. The light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. That might mean massive power cuts. We don't know. Yeah? But watch this. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all. now watch this this is this is for thy merchants were the great men of the earth the tycoons of the earth for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived or that word in the the greek is pharmakia and from it we get pharmaceuticals drugs that type of thing okay Uh, so medicine but not medicine that that's good for you but medicine that's depopulation medicine I've been, you've been deceived into taking someone's going to kill you. And guess who punted that to you? Big Pharma, uh, Bill Gates, all these guys, and you weren't allowed to speak out against it. So they shut you down in the media. They closed you down in social media. Um, and, and so the Bible is accurate. And in her Babylon was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and of all that were slain upon the earth. Now we just think, and and I think there is an application to that, I believe. That's historic, you know, that's talking about all the martyrs um, in the Christian era from two thousand years ago. We tend to think, oh, that's what he's talking about. All Fox's Book of Martyrs, all the ones that died in the Inquisition, and all the ones that died through history. But that might just be our interpretation of it. What if it means all that were slain upon the earth is everybody that took this double jab, booster, flu shot and top of it. Everything that they want to give us. Amen? So that's, that. that's the fall of Babylon. We can rejoice. It's going to happen. But what else does Scripture have to say about it? Because what's happening here? How does all this these riches come to nothing? How do all these men weep and wail and, and the politicians... Because they're plugged in to the system. That's where they get their money, amen? You know, spend a few years telling lies in the House of Commons and you can reap millions later on, you know, after you leave. So it's a great career if that's how you want to live your life. First of all, as a whore and a liar. And then you just pimp yourself out to people afterwards and do after-dinner speeches and all that stuff. Seminar, keynote speeches... For, you know, megabucks. So that system has all collapsed. But it's, it's the merchants that are running it. But they, they even have masters. We won't necessarily get into that tonight. But what I wanted to, to do is, is show you what is taking place here. And I, I'm not giving anything new here in that. Uh, and, and, and I'll say this. I am, uh, in fear and trembling, given this message. Because it's not a new message. Peter Wagner preached this. Other men have preached it. I've preached it many a time. But recently, folks, I've really been impressed with the Lord and a deeper revelation of all of this. Because I believe this is the weapon that God has given uh, the remnant. He's not given this, folks, to uh, just you know anybody. And not everybody will pick that weapon up. For some, it'll be too hot. It'll be, oh, oh, I don't know about that. Um, And I don't even know. Some people, and and many won't see it. In fact, I I really think a lot of woke Christians would just scoff at this. But I I do believe that what God has uh, shown us here, and we'll look at, if you turn to Isaiah chapter 60, sorry, there's three scriptures, three passages that, as I said, they will triangulate will show us this. Because you say, well, what's going to happen? What is, it? what is the actual event? What is the event? What happens? And I believe it's wealth transfer. The transfer of wealth, as the Bible speaks about many times, from the wicked to the righteous. But something's going to happen. And it may be an accumulation till a tipping point. It may be that it happens in increments till there's a tipping point on that one hour and one day. That might be how it works. Or it may be such something so sudden. Peter Wagner spoke about this. In fact, he wrote a book about it not long before he died. Uh, and, and other people have seen this. But Isaiah chapter 60, and I believe that this passage here is the other side of what we've just read in Revelation 18. If that makes sense. We've seen it in Revelation 18 from Babylon's side and how they're all crying and weeping and oh my goodness, what are we going to do? It's all, it's all collapsed. My empires have co- has collapsed. Uh, you know, my political power has collapsed, that's the kinds. The merchants are crying because nobody's buying their stuff anymore. No one's using Amazon anymore. Amen? Now, I know Amazon has rivals, but you know, you say, ah, it's untouchable. Facebook, who's ever going to invent anything that's bigger than Facebook? Well, how many people in, in the world's, the history of the world, have thought that their company would never be touched. You know, Remember IBM? You know, no one will ever touch IBM for computers. No one will ever be as big as IBM. Amen? So these guys don't have a good historical record anyway because somebody somewhere is always going to invent something that becomes the new giant. Yeah? And that's just in the natural. So we don't know how God's going to do it necessarily in the minutiae of, is that the right word, of detail. But we know he's going to do it, because it's going to have—it's not going to be an obliteration of wealth; it's going to be a transfer of wealth. And you—you've brought this out quite a bit as well, Cam. Speaking about this, that God will take the wealth of the wicked and give it into the hands of the righteous, and not just any old Christian—not the guy who just wants to be J.R. Ewing. If you're old enough to remember J.R. Ewing, ah, you're kidding on—you're not old enough <laughs> I want to be GRU, and Lord, give me the money. I want to be a tycoon, yeah? But it's not for that. It's kingdom wealth, which means it's for God's purposes. Kingdom purposes, gospel purposes. Arise, sing for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Well, that's where we are right now. It's dark, isn't it? Spiritually speaking. And gross darkness the people. Have you ever known the people of the nations to be in such darkness as they are now. But the Lord, Yahweh, shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the nations shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. And that alone tells us that we must have some kind of money. Because the kings only come when the money's there. Don't they? The politicians only show up when there's mullah to be had. Amen? Politicians are like bees to honey but they're like uh, bees to money so if kings are coming something's going on lift up your eyes and round about and have a good look and see as they gather themselves or they gather themselves together they come to thee thy son shall come from far thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side that's harvest that's harvest that's spiritual children which means people are going to get saved because of this And I believe that what's happening here is we're seeing it from the other side, from the kingdom side, from the ecclesia side. We're seeing it that people are coming to the church, people are coming to the people of God, the remnant army, not just any old church, but the remnant saints of God, because as we step into who we are, okay, that alone triggers that wealth transfer. That alone, the minute you know who you are, You'll begin to walk in this. I believe that. So all you need to do, the only thing you need to do, is spend time finding out who you are. And it says, lift up your eyes, they'll come to you. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and your heart shall fear and be enlarged, or your heart shall swell and throb with joy. Wow. Why? What's going to happen? Because the abundance of the sea and that's speaking about Babylon, that's speaking about the world system, the economy, we could call it the world economy, shall be converted unto thee. In other words, the tide will turn. And you know, let me tell you, when, see when the tide turns, it's, all, it's always at a point where it looks like it'll never happen. Because you know, it's when, the tide, when the tide goes out, you look and you see the sea could be so far away, you think, we'll never see the sea again. But when the tide turns, and then the sea comes back. In other words, God's going to do a one eighty on the economy, because God has His own economy, and His economy will take over. The abundance of the sea shall be converted unto, unto thee, and then it says here, "The forces of the." This is the King James. The forces of the nations shall come unto thee, of the Gentiles, which means wealth. That word "forces" is kyle, and I could preach for. Weeks on Kyle, but it means wealth, resources, and it also means people, hosts of multitudes of people. It's talking about the great end time harvest in terms of spiritually, but it's also saying the wealth of the nations is coming to you. Amen. Can you say amen to that? You might be sitting tonight with 20 pence in your pocket or, you know, 30 pounds in the bank and 700 pounds worth of bills, whatever, but. The point being, the wealth of the nations is coming to you. The wealth of the nations is coming. Alabama. Amen. And it's, we're not being lustful or coveting and Oh yeah, yeah, it's all about the money. Oh yes, amen. It's nothing to do with that. <laughs> because we're not going to use it to, to consume us. Yeah, we're going to use it to have a nice life. We're going to feed our families and, and pay our bills and maybe live in a nicer house, drive a better car. All these things. But because God wants us to have good things. He wants to bless us. But, but we're not thinking just along those lines. We're thinking, you know, I want to buy Sky Television. And I might keep the football on. But everything else that's pornography and junk, we'll put off. I'm getting a shake Somebody's shaking their head about the football. Now me, I would buy uh, Sky and I'd just put gospel stuff on. But I would always have a channel for Westerns. Am I right, man? Amen. Good Westerns, John Wayne, Gary Cooper, come on. The anointing. It's got to be. Anyway, praise God. So what it says, the, the wealth of nations shall come to you. And then he goes on, and the language here is all about this. If you read it, please read the rest of the chapter. I don't have time because I want to go to our third passage. But you'll see he's talking about, it. it's all coming to you, the wealth, your doors will be open 24-7. That could be the internet, that men will give you, bring you their wealth and their gold and their silver. It's all happening. The flow has turned from going to Bill Gates and all these characters. And God's saying, I'm just going to take their money from them and give it to Ronnie, give it to Jane Marie, give it to Agnes. Because I want to, and the rest of you have just mentioned those names. Because I want to bless them. And I know that they will stewardship. You know, I was teaching this recently in Bible college on stewardship is the heart of all this. In fact, you know, the word economy comes from the Greek word for steward, for stewardship. So God said, I'm going to bring a kingdom stewardship economy into the earth so that those folks I give money to in the remnant, they're going to go hunting poor folks and say, your poverty days are ended. Like in the early church. They all got together and the folks that had land and property and had money and they looked around and said, you know, these guys over here don't have much. Let's sell our property and our land and give them because we don't want to have poor folks in our assembly. That's an abomination to God. That we would allow, that we would stay at like that. Amen? God hates poverty. And he lifts the poor out of their poverty and into princes' palaces. Praise God. If you've ever experienced biting poverty, and I have, you'll you'll be praising God for this. So, let's turn to our third passage of Scripture, which I think is the duly, and it's in Haggai chapter 2. And and I'm going to say this to you folks. I I can take you to the water. I can take you to the, the, the feeding trough, but I can't make you drink. I can't make you eat. So, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying right now. Haggai, this is a great story. Haggai chapter 2. Uh, in the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedic, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who's left among you that saw this house in its first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it is nothing? What he's saying after the years in exile is, do you remember Solomon's temple? How wonderful it was, how magnificent it was. It was covered in gold. Do you remember? The days, the glory days. And let me ask you this. Do any of you today, and I know some of you do, remember the glory days of the church? 30, 40 years ago. We spoke about that a lot, haven't we? And then going back further. We spoke about this place being packed. In every meeting. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Do you remember those days? But he's talking about the temple here. And he's saying do you remember it in its, its former glory? When it was, it took billions in today's money. Multiple billions of pounds we would say or dollars to build that, that temple because it was covered in gold. Yet now be strong O Zerubbabel says the Lord and be strong O Joshua and so on. He says uh for I am with you, according to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt. So my spirit remaineth among you, fear you not. That's all we need to know. Is is he still with us? That's all we need to know right now in this church. Is God still with us as his remnant folks? And if he is, you can put your head in the pillow tonight and sleep sleep tight, sleep like a baby. But this is where I want to go with this. And this is what we'll close off with this. For thus saith the Lord of hosts. Now, in the next few verses, he uses this phrase five times. In four verses. The Lord of hosts. Yahweh of Yahweh saboth. Which means the Lord of heaven's armies. Or Yahweh, the leader, the commander, the captain of heaven's armies. And remember, he's talking about angels. And any one of those angels could wipe out a planet. And some of them, I mean, my goodness, the power of angels. He's saying, I've got all these angels. I don't even need to get off my throne. I just send millions of angels. Or it'll only take one or two to solve your problems. So I'll send a couple of angels. But every time you, I believe what the Lord has sent to us tonight by his spirit is this. Every time you open your mouth and speak my word, angels will act on that. Angels will fly out and start acting on what you say. So that's why he keeps saying, I'm the Lord of hosts. Right? Now, if he steps up, you know, it says in Psalm 2, kiss the son lest he be angry. And, and you know, if, if, if he gets up to do something, that's a whole different realm. But he's got all these angels at his bidding. And you and I don't go bossing angels about. That's not our place. We just need to speak his word. And that releases the angels. So he says thus saith Yahweh of hosts yet once it is a little while and I will shake the heavens. I believe he's talking about the second heaven there by the way but and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I'll shake everything that that needs to be shaken and that can be shaken. And why is he doing it? Oh because it's great fun looking at you all you know panicking. No no that's not why he's doing it. He's doing it to shake out the enemies and shake and topple the systems. ...and trouble Babylon. You know, Babylon has fallen, is fallen. How's that happen? Because God does some shaking. And watch this. And I will shake all nations. And that's what's happening right now, isn't it? The nations have been shaken. And the desire of all nations shall come... ...and I will fill this house with glory... ...saith again the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine... ...saith the Lord of hosts. Did you know that the silver belongs to God and the gold belongs to God and let me just say this to you it belongs to you now silver and gold are tangible precious metals aren't they if I says to you I've got six bars of gold in here you'd probably mug me and run away with them am I right that's a lot of money but what I'm saying to you is this, is that if you've got gold and silver, that's a whole lot better than just figures on a computer screen. Or Bitcoin, because that's nothing. That, that doesn't exist. It just exists in the imagination of people who've bought into the lies and deceit of the merchants, who's, who says, you know, I'm a multi-billionaire, but really it's all just, as I said, fiat money. Now, I know with fiat money you can still buy tangible things, but the point is this, if you if you have all the gold and silver, hear what the Spirit is saying. Then there comes a point where your gold and silver, physical, tangible, real gold and silver, is worth way more than what, what people have in paper or in any, any other, you know, computer. And I believe what God is saying is, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, and it's coming into the temple. In the latter days, he says here, The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts again. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Now folks, I want to say this to you. He's not talking there about Herod's temple. And he's not talking there about a third temple in Jerusalem. He's not talking about a physical building. Because we're the temple. We're the house of God. We're the new Jerusalem. All that stuff, Tower of Babel trying to build something is a counterfeit of what God is building, which is the New Jerusalem. And it's made of lively stones. And the Tower of Babel was made of bricks. And bricks are man-made. But God's temple is made up of stones not made with hands or human hands. And that's where, and that's the wealth transfer. He's talking about the desire of all nations Now, some Bible translations. I'm just about to close this. Say this, the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple. What is desired by all nations will come. Isn't that what, what it says in Isaiah 6, the wealth of the nations is coming to you? The desire and the precious things of all nations shall come in. Another version says, they will come with the desirable and precious things of all nations, or the treasure of all the nations will come. That word desire or treasure is the Hebrew word hemda or hemda, Which means delight, desire, goodly, pleasant, precious, precious things, excellence, treasure, precious jewels, wealth. And didn't it say, back in Revelation, remember I said to you, remember what it says, all these precious and the goodly things, they're crying because all those things have been taken from them. Where have they gone then? what, What transfers take place? He's transferring the wealth of the wicked. And bear in mind these guys own well over 50% of the world, 1%. He's transferring that from their possession into the hands of the remnant. How's he going to do that? Who cares? Really, who cares? We just need to believe that he, he, he will, that he is, don't we? And he will give us the strategies, he will give us the methods if we need to know them, he will give us these things. He will teach us these things, and he will show us, uh, but even if he just does it supernaturally and we're not even aware of how it works, and that's happened, that's happened to fo- folks that I know, uh, it, it can be as supernatural as it likes for me, but if there's some kind of way of doing it, it might be a business idea, or your wiki invention. Who, who knows, who cares? He might just put it in people's hearts. You know, might get saved. Bill Gates might get saved and say, I'm going to, instead of giving all my money to uh, my foundations, he might say, I'm going to give it to that guy, Bill McMurdo, because I heard this sermon and I was convicted of sin and I gave my heart to the Lord and Bill, I'm, writing you, I'm cutting you a check right now. So keep preaching that the merchants of the earth, because I'm not going to be one of them. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I've repented. And you know, maybe that's how God will do it. Who knows? You know, I just I heard uh, recently a guy I used to know, an evangelist, um, and it was aware of this, but I was reminded of it. And he, he he personally led Ronnie Cray and Reggie Cray to the Lord. Now, when you, you get to heaven and you're bumping around looking for Paul or Samson, Samson or, uh, you know, King David or whatever, oh, don't I know you? You know one of the Cray brothers. Amen. If we can save the Cray brothers, you can save some of these guys. Amen. Because they, they were they were heavy, they were hardcore. They were heavy duty. But again, they decode them anyway, you understand. The grace of God can reach the worst of us. So maybe these guys, it's just as simple as they'll get saved. A lot of them will get saved. We don't know. But what we do know is that God is able to take from the wicked and place in the hands of people who will steward it far better for his kingdom, for his purpose, to destroy systemic poverty and usher in a kingdom economy in the earth. I'm believing for that. Amen. I hope you are too. Uh, So be encouraged, folks, and understand that's God's purpose for us, that he wants to bless us, prosper us, but not just so that we can have you know, nicer lives, bigger cars, fine clothes, but for His purpose, and that's why we need to. Ha- you know, we need to make sure that there's no love of money, and there's no covetousness in us. Um, you know, and that's not about navel gazing and being introspective. At, oh, oh, oh! It's just simply saying, Father, I surrender any covetousness to you. I repent of it. I renounce it, and I want to be a steward. A, a kingdom wealth distributor in the earth. And God's looking for folks like that to say, well, I'm going to take it for this, this guy here and give it to you. The Lord bless you folks. And uh, may, may this come to pass. That hour, every day that goes by, that hour and that day is hurtling closer to us. And I believe we'll see it. There's lots of things we've been seeing. And I believe we'll see that very soon. And live in And what's the other side of that? People say, oh, Jesus might come back right away and all this stuff. We don't know that. We don't. You know, we we ought not have an eschatology of defeat. We ought to have uh, an eschatology. In fact, let me just read this and I'll close, I promise, with this. Because I picked this up uh, on, I think it was Facebook the other day. Inaccurate eschatology. And remember reading Revelation? Uh, It's all about the end times, isn't it? So we say. Inaccurate eschatology, in other words, getting it wrong about the end times. In other words, my bags are packed, I'm waiting for Jesus to bail me out. That's that's defeatism. Inaccurate eschatology causes the church to, here's a list of things, just very quickly, to wait for a king who already reigns. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I love George Jeffries, I love uh, you know the Elam and, and, and then Bible pattern churches, but that whole thing of the four square gospel, one of those things was he's the soon coming king and people say what they really mean by that is he's not king till he comes and that's not true, that's not Bible so waiting for a king who already reigns is bad eschatology waiting for a kingdom that we're already in we're already kingdom people and we have dominion waiting to become what we already are waiting for an age that has already come, we're in the kingdom age now time we started acting like it and walking in it, waiting for victory that's already been won, and then finally waiting to do what we should already be doing. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, I'm glad I've got back wee bit Praise the Lord. Uh, the Lord bless you. And um, please um, give great consideration to uh, what the Lord has spoke to us about tonight. Let he who hears uh, what the Spirit says and act on it, praise God.